0: and seeing these players succeed and go through the struggles but coming out on top regardless of the outcome that's the most rewarding thing as a coach
1: hello and welcome to tennis pal chronicles the podcast to feed your passion for all things tennis I'm Philip Kim, and I'm the tennis pro at the Langham Huntington Hotel here in sunny Pasadena, California. And with me is my beautiful co host, Valerie Garcia.
2: Hey everyone, how's it going?
1: How are you, Valerie?
2: I can't complain. How about you?
1: I was so excited to celebrate your birthday this weekend. That was so fun.
2: Yes, the big 4-0.
1: Your family was just amazing. I had such a fun time dancing and eating great food and uh, mostly just talking. And everyone came up and told me that they listened to the podcast and that they have a great time. And one person said that they thought I was blonde, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that my voice, that they were completely shocked that... You know, I look like I do, which usually is never a good thing, I think, (laughs) when someone says that to you.
2: I would think that Philip Kim gives it away, although I guess maybe people hear Valerie Garcia, and they may have the opposite when they find out that I am blonde. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have beautiful hair. You really do. (laughs) You're too kind. (laughs) But it was so great. So once again, happy birthday,
2: Valerie. Thank you. Thank you.
1: I'm so glad we get to do this together share life together play tennis together and do our podcast
2: yes podcasts are fun
1: well valerie i feel like this podcast is really important for so many people because basically we're going to be talking about tennis and the pathways that someone chooses when they're young Uh, They might be in junior high, they might be in high school, and they're making decisions about college right now. And this is the season, right? I mean, we're in April right now, so people are actually getting their college notices. They're finding out if they're getting into UCLA, if they didn't get into UC Irvine, and all over the country, people are making college decisions right now.
2: Yes, so this is, a, this is a good time to listen to the information.
1: And I think the information is really important because basically it presents different pathways for a tennis player, whether you decide to go to a junior college, a state school, or to go to a four-year university. So the information that we present really comes from a person who has been playing tennis and is an awesome coach at a community college called Glendale Community College here in Southern California, and his name is Dio Sai.
2: And I think awesome tennis coach is the understatement of the year. His resume is quite impressive. Why don't you uh, tell me a little bit about his background? Because uh, <laughs> The first time I read it, I was like, what? <laughs>
1: Yeah, Dio Psy is uh, is a force of nature because he has entered into the community college space and has revamped a team from Glendale Community College to be one of the most successful teams in the circuit. Dio started coaching at Glendale Community College as the assistant coach in 2009, and then he became the head coach in 2013.
2: Dio's record as of 2018... Is ridiculous he boasts 59 wins and 15 losses and his team has won the Western State Conference four years in a row Philip that's insane right isn't that amazing
1: out of all of the junior colleges throughout the Western State Conference uh, his team is number one
2: they should be number one
1: And of course, because he took his team from where it was to where it is now, number one, Dia was also awarded coach of the year for the Western State Conference for four consecutive years. I mean, that's impressive.
2: If I'm not mistaken, was it last year where the singles final and the doubles final were all his players from Glendale Community College? In the singles (laughs) final and the doubles final, all six (laughs) players combined.
1: So in other words, there was no competition. His team was so strong, coached so well that uh he uh, got all of his players to be in both the singles and doubles finals. That's astounding.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. And they had a what a 21 match win streak.
1: Right. That's his nice. team the Lady Vaqueros. Is that am I saying that right? Sounds good. Okay, Lady Vaqueros had an amazing 21 match win streak. We love hearing these kinds of stories, especially coming from the college level, especially because You know, I think a lot of people have kind of weird perceptions of junior community college tennis.
2: Yeah, you don't often hear about it.
1: And unfortunately, we don't even hear that much about college tennis, even from a four-year standpoint. Uh, Of course, unless there's like a pro player that has come out of maybe a community college or a four-year, like a Steve Johnson from USC. Other than that, we don't really hear what happens in college tennis, but I do think that it's really important that we're talking about it because it's fundamental for so many people's lives.
2: For those two years.
1: Right, and Dia talks about that in his presentation, how playing junior college can really keep you match tough.
2: A lot of times the four-year coaches are scouting at the community college level, so... You know, it is, it is a good place to get noticed. Also, what's great about this podcast is it's not just for someone who's listening to tennis, but it could be shared with anyone in your family, whether it's uh, parents who have kids who are about to graduate and go to college, or maybe you have a niece or nephew, friends, uh, coworkers. This information is useful to anyone who's making that life decision right now.
1: So Dio shared this at the La Cunata Country Club to a group of USPTA coaches, and he was... Uh, emphasizing this information so that these coaches can also pass it on to their students and their clients as well. And I really think it's great information for people to have. So this might not be for the person who gets the full ride to go play tennis at a four-year university, but I mean, come on, Valerie, that's like 1%, don't you think?
2: Yeah. I mean, I had that scholarship opportunity, but I just (laughs) really was like, I feel like instead I'm just going to sit and watch Martina Hingis win (laughs) the French Open. Just kidding, I don't even know, she won that.
1: (laughs) And it also just presents the idea that there is so many opportunities for people who play tennis in college. For instance, I recently talked to my friend Coach Sandy from Cal State Los Angeles. And she actually had two full scholarships that she wanted to give away to local Southern California students, but she couldn't find the right players. And maybe that's because there aren't uh, high-level players in Southern California. But I really don't think so. I think it's more that people don't think about playing tennis at the junior college level or even at the Cal State level.
2: Yeah, and it's unfortunate.
1: So this this podcast is really for anyone making a decision about JC and four-year. And I hope that you'll take the time to share this with someone you know that has a child that might be making this decision in the near future. Let's listen to Coach Dio Tsai. My name is Coach
0: Dio Tsai. I am the women's tennis coach for Glendale Community College, and I'm here today to talk to you guys about academic and athletic success via the community college pathway. Uh, I want to start off um, by talking to you guys about fa- uh, some famous people who may have taken the community college pathway. The first person on there is Jackie Robinson. He went to Pasadena City College. Got a few more, Eileen Collins, uh, astronaut, first female pilot for the US Air Force, as well as the first female uh, pilot and commander of a space shuttle. Uh, Tom Hanks went to Chabot College. Clint Eastwood, actor director, went to LA City College. George Lucas, Modesto Community College. So we got Dolores Huerta, Uh, she attended San Joaquin uh, Delta College. Uh, she was uh, co-founder of the United Farm Workers Association with uh, Cesar Chavez. We have Alexander Sarkeesian. Uh He attended Glendale Community College, and um, his highest ranking uh, to date is 157 in the world. Now, for those of you student athletes that are looking to play tennis at a junior college, um, here's some myths about some things that have been said to me um, over the years. Myth number one, you won't get recruited to play at a four-year college from a junior college. This is incorrect information. I've had D2 schools, uh, D3, NAIA schools constantly contacting me, looking for players. Uh, Their take on the situation is they feel that junior college players are a little more mature. Uh, They've basically transitioned and they've sort of left behind the high school mentality because now they have responsibilities and it's about getting a degree, but also completing goals that they've set out for themselves. So again, you will get recruited by four-year colleges. Uh, myth number two, junior college sports aren't that competitive. Uh, that is incorrect. Again, just to give you an idea, at the junior college level, I've seen players that have had uh, women's side 10 UTR ratings. And on the men's side, I've seen 12, 13 UTR ratings. So again, it's very competitive. Myth number three, it's better to take a year off than to play at a junior college. Um, When a player does that and they they are more than welcome to choose that pathway, what happens is schools don't see you. And you need that platform, you need coaches to see you so that they can gauge your ability and give you an opportunity to shine and hopefully give you an opportunity to uh, play for their school. And myth number four, I'm better than settling for a junior college. I've heard this uh, many times. I I understand. um, Again, it's, it's everybody's choices in regards to the path that they choose. But junior college, again, it's a great platform for you to showcase your ability. And you're not really settling. If anything, you're showcasing your ability. And you're giving yourself the opportunity. You're marketing yourself. And you're basically giving other coaches the ability to see what you can do, and in that aspect, give you the scholarship that you may be looking for. Some things that um, I'd like you to consider when choosing a community college, some of the pros that you have of attending a community college is cost savings. Uh, it's the, basically the number one factor if you take it into you know, um, consideration Small class sizes, uh, what makes uh, community college great is you're not just a number at uh, community college. Most classes are about 25 to 30 students, whereas uh, big four-year universities, you have you know, big 200, 300 classes. Uh, so you get a little more personal with the professor. Other thing is priority registration. As a student athlete, you, you do get priority registration, meaning that you will be the, um, you'll get the classes that you want. Uh, Most students that do attend a four-year university, they're at, uh, most classes are impacted, so even though you do transfer to a four-year university, you're not guaranteed the classes. Low-risk exploration, basically that means that if you do Decide to change your major, and it does happen. Uh, it, for me, I had to change my major at least five times. I started off with psychology major and went into sports psychology, then went to accounting, then went to business administration, and finally got my bachelor's degree at CSUN in human resource management. Now, if I did that at a four-year university, the cost would have been um, just tremendous, and I would have graduated with a lot of school debt. Great thing about community college as well is uh, you go to college without leaving home, so if you're not ready to explore yet and you want to stay local, you know, it's another uh, great uh, pro to going to community college. Also, the good benefit is you're able to complete your general education classes. Um, The first two years, uh, whether you go to four-year university or junior college, uh, they're pretty much the same in a sense that you're just trying to get your general education classes. It's your junior and senior year where it does matter the most, and that's where you want to transfer to, uh, for your university. Um, and m- multiple opportunities, meaning that if in high school you didn't have that GPA that you wanted and you, know, you struggled a little bit, you do get a second chance at a junior college. You, know, you get your grades up and you do have another uh, opportunity to get that uh, school that you originally plan to go to. Last but not least, uh, you get a car. But there is an asterisk in that, okay? And I will present a story behind that. So not all JC's will offer per A vehicle. Some of the cons of going to a junior college is limited degree options, uh, unmotivated students, lack of campus life atmosphere, and smaller selection of classes, and also you'll need a transfer after two years. Um, some may see that as cons, but Uh, as long as you are well-informed and you navigate through the junior college system and you ask questions and you talk to people and you have a better understanding of what they offer, um, I wouldn't really see these as cons. Um, If anything, it will actually give you a little more insight. The story that I'd like to share with you guys is a player that contacted me a few years ago about attending junior college. I got an email, said she was interested in playing. And basically, invited her to campus, showed her around, showed her where the transfer center was, the admissions office, the tennis courts, the library. And during this meeting, I asked her, why Glendale College? You had so many options, yet you chose Glendale College. And her response was, she did the research. And I asked her, elaborate, please. Three reasons she gave me was, one, the cost savings. The second one was, She would get priority registration meaning she'd get all the classes that she wanted and the number three reason why she chose to go to junior college was uh, to get a car and let me explain so basically what happened was um, she knew that the cost of attending a junior college was a lot less than transferring to a four-year university with that in the back of her head she presented this to her parents and basically told her parents like look mom that I wanna transfer to USC, but I know that it's gonna cost uh, quite a bit of money, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to a junior college, and the money that I save from there is more than enough for you guys to get me a car. So after everything was said and done is she did get a car. So she did the research, and I encourage you guys to go out there and do the research. Don't take my word for it. You know There is a lot of information there about junior colleges, pros and cons. And if after you do the research and you discover that a community college isn't for you, that's okay, but at least you did the research. And the goal of this is just to basically inform you guys, give you guys a little more knowledge of you know another platform that you guys can use to matriculate to the four-year university but more importantly, uh, get your degree. Um, This young lady that approached me, um, I asked her what her GPA was, um, because the thought process is like basically, well, you're going to junior college, so your GPA must be really low. That is incorrect. She actually graduated with a 4.3 GPA, uh, which is very, uh, it's, it's quite exceptional, you know, in regards to the high school level. I asked her how many UC applications, Cal State applications did she send out? The answer is actually zero. And the reason she said, why am I going to spend money when I knew that I wasn't going to go to any of these universities? Some um, students uh, felt, and this is what she said, is for them getting accepted to a four-year university is bragging rights. But at the end of the day, it doesn't make sense to apply to 20 schools and spend $1,000 when she can use that money towards a junior college. It made sense, and what's so great is, again, she did the research. She went out there, did her homework, and discovered that the JC level, or the junior college pathway, is a great opportunity for her. She did mention that some high schools do not promote uh, community college, and the reason, as she stated, was basically, um, these um, high schools, they're more regarded or they're more praised for all of the students that they send out to these four-year universities. But the problem with that is you have to look at the aftermath. It would be kind of interesting to see if somebody would gather data just to see how much of these um, students that went straight to four-year uh, university, how much in school debt are they in? The school debt is the number one talk now in regards to you know where you want to transfer. It's kind of discouraging once you graduate and you have over $50,000 in school debt, $100,000. It's just, just the, the idea of having to um, pay that back, again, it's just it's a, I don't want to say it's a burden, but it is a responsibility to pay that back. So because she went through the junior college uh, pathway, she saved a lot of money. I want to talk to you guys about myths about community colleges. There's statements that I've heard from uh, student athletes that I've tried to recruit or from uh, high school pl- uh, students that I've actually spoken to. They believe that community college is not a good choice for students with high grades. Now, the example I just gave you, this young lady went to junior college, she had a, again, 4.3 GPA, but yet chose to go to junior college level. Now, she ended up transferring actually to USC. That was her original school. And the fact that she still got to go to that school, even though it's, she went through the JC level, at the end of the day, it's what you complete. Everybody will take different pathways. And again, the reason I'm here is to encourage you guys to look into the JC pathway. So she basically is graduating at USC, uh, interesting fact, so high school, she got a 4.3 GPA. At, at Glenville College, her GPA was about a 3.7, 3.8. And when she transferred to USC, she graduated with a 4.0 GPA. Community college is not good choice for students with uh, high grades, that is incorrect. Uh, myth number two, the education and our instructors are not high quality because community colleges are cheaper than four-year schools. Mentality of you get what you pay for, Um, sort of sticks out here just because the junior college level is a lot cheaper does not necessarily mean you're getting cheap education. I've met instructors that are so passionate about their job that I've had students come up to me and just tell me how excited they are to attend these classes. You know, some professors just have a way of teaching a math class, a history class that captivate them. There's instructors like that at the JC level. And I've met instructors as well that teach both at the JC level as well as at the four-year level. So again, the education is not cheap. It's actually, it's equivalent to the four-year university as well. Myth number three, classes are easy and won't prepare you for four-year institutes. Again, that's incorrect. All right? As the example I gave you, this young lady, she felt that the college classes at Glendale College was far more difficult than at um, the four-year university she transferred to. The fourth myth, your credits won't transfer and it will be a waste of time. If you talk to a counselor and you make sure that you have a clear pathway as to what you wanna do with your career, it's very minimum if you, again, speak with counselors and you are well-informed about the opportunities or the options. The last myth is students go to community college because they weren't accepted by a four-year school. Um, Again, That may be the case, but some students want to still go to that dream school of theirs. They get a second opportunity by going into JC. Again, they can get their GPA up, they can join more clubs, they can basically help um, themselves to get to that path, which is the four-year dream school that they wish to go to. Next slide, I'd like to talk about is debt to be in or not to be in. Tuition books, housing. So, if you were to go to a junior college, the average tuition is $6,145. If you do the math, after two years, you would have only spent about $12,000. Now, after high school, if you choose to go to a four year university, or sorry, four year Cal State, uh, you're going to spend about $21,000, and in four years, you would have accumulated about $84,000 uh, worth of school debt. Now, if you go to a UC and you choose to live off campus, the price for that is 32400 multiplied by four. You're looking at about $130,000 in school debt. Uh, now, these figures, uh, they were gathered, and they're basically current 2018 figures. You uh, see on campus, if you choose to live there, you're looking about spending a little more, 35300 And within four years, you would have spent over $141,000 in your education. If you choose to go to USC, the price tag on that is about 75000 Do the math. of After four years, you would have accumulated almost $300,000 in school debt. It's just very hard to fathom, you know, you graduating that much in debt. Uh, but I've had friends that have graduated with that much debt. And to see them be discouraged and receive their paycheck and almost all their paycheck going to pay um, for student debt, it's, uh, it's again, very interesting uh, how certain people handle it. But I'm just giving you guys the opportunity to minimize your school debt. And junior college is a good pathway to take. I want to do some college cost comparison. If let's say you're undecided and you're looking to go to junior college or four-year university, let's say you go to a junior college first. After first two years, you would have only spent a little over twelve thousand. Then you transferred to a four-year Cal State, okay? Cal State Northridge, Cal State LA. The average cost is about twenty-one thousand right now. So you would have you would have accumulated a forty-two thousand dollar debt after that two years. Once you graduated, you would have paid for about 54 about $55,000 in your education. So again, that's going 2 years at a community college, 2 years at a Cal State and 54 or $55,000 in debt. Now you compare that to you going straight out of high school to a 4-year Cal State, you would have spent almost $85,000. So going through the junior college pathway and then transferring, you save yourself almost $30,000. That's a big figure, um, that's the price of a car. And you know, with that money saved right there, I mean, you can basically invest that. You'd rather invest that in something else than you know having to pay for it in bills and stuff. Community college tuition is about 12,000 for the first two years. The tuition at USC is Sorry, $75,000 a year, so you're looking at about 150000 after two years. You add that, you're gonna end up spending about $162,000. Now, again, if you go to the JC and then transfer to USC, you will save a lot more money and your savings will be $137,000. Again, that is not a few hundred dollars. That is definitely a lot of money. I've had over 28 players come through Glendale College and seven of them have transferred to UC. Cal State, seven of them, two of them have transferred to private and... NAIA, three of them have transferred. And again, this is very rewarding because again, as a junior college coach, the goal is to help these students matriculate, help them to further their um, educational goals and help them out and basically on and off the court. And seeing these players succeed and go through the struggles, but coming out on top, regardless of the outcome, that's the most rewarding thing a coach can see. To me, I find the most rewarding seeing these student athletes transfer on to four-year universities. I want to talk about the dual enrollment programs. For some of you guys that are still in high school and are looking to um, get a head start, junior colleges have programs that will help you guys pay for your education. And what that means is you can go to any local community colleges and they have what's called a dual enrollment program. And what that is is basically it helps high school students anywhere from grades 9 to twelfth, uh, some even go as, down, as far down as, you know, even junior high. Um, and again, you do have to take an assessment test, and if you do pass, you do qualify, and you can take um, community college classes. And these community college classes, they will be transferable to the four-year university, and they will give you credit. Now, what makes this program is, to the high school students, they end up being free for you guys. Some of these junior colleges, they will pay for your tuition, And some of these junior colleges will actually um, pay for your books, your parking permit. And again, you just have to do the research and look into the local junior college that uh, you live near. So here are some of the schools that offer these programs. Um, If you just go into the search engine and type, uh, go to the school that you want to go to and then type in dual enrollment program in the search box. And again, these are some of the schools in the area, College of the Canyons, they call it College Now. Uh, Fullerton College calls it Special Admit Program, Uh, Glendale College calls it Jump Start, and Pasadena Pasadena City College calls it Fast Track. This is a program to help you high school students out get a head start in your college career. And again, thanks for your time. Um, Here's my contact information. If you guys have any uh, questions, please feel free to email me, call me, text me. I am uh, free, just give me a call.
1: So that's it. Coach DSI breaking it down for us, uh, all about community college pathways and academic success. I thought that was really great. Didn't you, Valerie?
2: Yes, I uh, very much appreciated the amount of information that he gave and the perspective he shared. I feel like
1: he's someone who we can really learn from. I I personally would love to learn more uh, from him as a coach because what an amazing coach he is to have taken his team to four consecutive Western Conference (laughs) championships. I mean, how do you do that? What's the the methodology? Maybe we need to have him back just to talk about that.
2: Yes, like maybe there's some mental stuff going on how some players have like sports psychologists Maybe he needs to look into that when he retires from being a coach. Let's definitely
1: do that. Let's invite him back and talk about his wins and how he coaches. I think that would be really helpful, don't you? Yeah, for sure. If you want to hear that, please send us an email and let us know. And we would love to hear from you in general about the show. Do you like what we're doing with the show? Do you like the subject content? Uh, do you have any opinions on it? Do you have show topics that you would love to hear from us? We want to hear from you. So you can write me at pktennispal.com. That's pk at tennispal.com and just send your questions, your feedback, your information. We would love to hear from you. We also are begging for reviews on iTunes because we want more people to find our show and the more reviews that we have on iTunes that are five-star, that people are sharing, that really helps. Um, So if you would take a minute and review us on the iTunes website, that would be great.
2: Yes, review me, please.
1: Valerie, I'm so proud to be sponsored by Tennis Pal, and I just love what they're doing as a company, really trying to build a community of tennis players all around the United States for people to get connected. So if you love what we're doing, not only here at Tennis Pal Chronicles with the podcast, but also with the app, we are excited to reach out to companies and individuals who want to support the Tennis Pal app and all the great things that we're doing as a team. So we have a couple of sponsorship opportunities available to you and we would love to send the demographics for the app and how many people are downloading it and how many people are using the app as well as how many people are visiting the website. We would love to send all of that to you as a potential sponsor. So please contact me uh, at my email address, pk at tennispal.com.
2: And the P is like Philip, pk at (laughs) tennispal.com. I believe that D.O. Sai had uh, graciously shared some of his uh, contact information in case anybody wants to learn more about the the community college path. cell phone number, he can be reached at is 818-261-6005. And his email?
1: His email is dsy at glendale.edu. That's D as in S Y at glendale.edu. He would love to hear from you. I, th- I thought he was super brave for putting his cell phone out there. I asked him, hey, can I put up your cell phone? He was like, sure. So he really wants to connect with people, has a lot of information about four year, about two year, about coach scouting, about scholarships, information, finances, and just a great resource for college if you play tennis.
2: He makes me want to go to Glendale Community College now.
1: Valerie, you definitely have to go see some of these games, don't you think? Yes. Now that with this record, yeah. Let's bring
2: signs and face paint and everything. Right. And
1: then we should just record some live audio there and just capture that moment. Would be good. We're going to do it. Let's do it. Yes. All right. Well, that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate your time. And we know you have a lot of choices to listen to for podcasts. And we really appreciate you choosing us as one of the people that you listen to.
2: Yes. Thank you so much. And uh, you can tune in in a couple weeks for our next episode following our new uh, release date format.
1: Yes, Valerie, we're going to try so hard to try to keep a new release schedule so that you guys know when the next one's coming. And we've decided to kind of break it up into two different formats. So there's the interview format like we did just now. And there is the fan favorite report and tennis news format, uh, which, we've, which we love because it includes fan favorite reporters from all over the world. So we're gonna release our fan favorite tennis news podcast uh, every first week of the month. And we're gonna do our tennis interviews every third week of the month. So hopefully that'll help them, Valerie.
2: Yes, so they know when to catch us. Usually we're slippery and very hard to catch. (laughs) Like
1: a fish. (laughs) I just have that image of a fish squirming around.
2: Yes, and my dog said hi too, in case you didn't hear that in the background.
1: Wow, that was really cool. We have built-in live sound effects. Yes. Do we we have to pay him royalties?
2: No, but they just really wanted to be part of this awesome podcast. (laughs)
1: Well, we're so glad to have them as part of the podcast.
2: Hope you have a great week, Valerie. You too, Phillip. We'll see you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye.